This is Steven. And this is Sasha. And you're listening to Shut Up, I Love It. A podcast where we invite our guests who talk about something that's underrated or looked down upon in life. Or in pop culture, but in life. Mm-hmm. In the universe. Joining us today, he is a very special friend of ours. Very special friend. He's an inspiring green card holder, which We're I can relate to. Yeah, well, I can relate to that. Okay. Yeah. I because th- usually we make up biographies for these types. That's true. Yeah. Maybe we can do our best and make up a fuller biography okay. for this guest. Yeah. So he was born in Canada, in Toronto, Canada, or suburb. A suburb of Toronto, Canada. Okay. Just outside Toronto. Mm-hmm. And then cut to he was on the hit 2011 drama combat hospital a soldier pete which ran one season on abc and global in canada that's like a jump in his what is it called again combat hospital combat combat hospital that's right yeah Mm -hmm. that was my favorite show that year yeah and so in and i mean soldier pete was pretty fucking great Mm -hmm. yeah i just remember seeing that character and thinking I'm getting a lot. You know, funny me. story. Oh, hey, it's, this is Trevor. <laughs> funny, funny story about that character. I had a page and a half of lines, got cut down to two. Didn't think, I don't, <laughs> did oh, not do a great job. Damn. Hey, at least uh, you got those two, though. Yeah. yeah. So then he, like, you know, takes classes at uh, Second City, Canada. I don't know if that's oh. the right name, but Second City, Toronto. He, How did you know that? I look. This is where it all, like, all information just comes don't up. Don't worry about it. Story. You do your research. Damn. I just remember, like, so he takes his classes and he's definitely, like, the star. And and, and people, people comment on how funny he is and how good-looking he is, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's probably happening a lot at this time. I would imagine all the time. Yeah. I'm shaking the, my head right now. Then he moves to Los Angeles, right? Yeah. And he takes a class at UCB, a President's you know, Brigade Theater. Do you know what year he moved to Los Angeles? I'm going to say 2013 is when he took his first class in UCB. Okay, I'm going to say he moved to Los Angeles in 2012. Yeah, right after. Like, he's like, I'm hot right now. Soldier Pete is killing <laughs> it. Once right it now. was determined that the Mayan calendar was not coming true and the world was not coming oh, true I remember in that. 2012, he thought, now's my time to make my move. 2013. You guys oh, are, this wow, is so far. we're killing it. Yeah. Then he meets a beautiful lady, Milana. And I, he met us first, right? I did. Yeah. Wow. We in come into before. this story yeah. before <laughs> Milana. So we... Um, form an improvised movie team called Director Video, which is a huge, I mean, milestone in all of our careers. In the Los Angeles comedy That's true. history. That's true. That's uh, true. And then, like, literally two years later, maybe a year and a half, he meets Milana, who's mm. this, like, great Russian-American, beautiful, funny lady. And mm-hmm. She'll love that you're mentioning her, by the way. Oh, great. So, well, and that's a big part you're of gonna get, the bio. I think because she'll listen to this and then her Russian family friends will listen to this. And, and the Los Angeles Russian community, I truly think you're going to have a big following. And then Russian great. mob listens and something yeah. happens And then they me. fix an election. <laughs> I don't so, want to get political. But. No, no, no. This, this podcast only rarely gets political. Right. Only rarely gets scientific. <laughs> that toupee poetry. podcast was hard hitting. Yeah. Um, well, and they can't all be... As investigative as that one was. <laughs> investigative. And so, um, and, and, and like, meanwhile, Trevor's like working. Trevor, what he brought up. Trevor first, Rotenberg. Trevor Rotenberg, everybody. Clap. Clap. <laughs> well, yeah, working in Trevor Hollywood, making. Please clap. <laughs> yeah, could, work, could you please clap? <laughs> making, working on funny comedy shows like The Mick and, uh, you know, a whole bunch of uh, different shows in development producing stuff like that and still performing on direct to video that's basically yeah. where trevor is and living with the aforementioned beautiful russian american lady milana you guys live together we, we've lived together for over a year she's actually azerbaijan georgian grew up in azerbaijan how about that? okay okay yeah no hey it's all former soviet republics it's uh it's all sisters and that's sisters. what I'm, I'm gonna talk about azerbaijan shut up <laughs> i love azerbaijan gets bad rap constantly <laughs> yep yeah, Sasha, what is your first memory of Trevor Rotenberg? Oh, boy. Well, we're in class in that tiny, horrible room. In, in, in like, was that in the new UCB yet or still? Yeah, the new a, one. Like like oh, you could hear complex. cars parking above you and like the thunders. <laughs> and like people yeah. doing like crazy eights next door were more yeah. echoey than anything you were doing. After all, they're like, we have this new space. It's going to be amazing. It's like, what? what? Yeah. So it wasn't. <laughs> I'm distancing myself from this conversation. <laughs> I'm still well, hoping to get on a Herald team this year. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, like, look, UCB has been a big part of our lives. But <laughs> it's the only remember, reason we know each other. That's yeah, true. and we, you know, take this class with Johnny Meeks, who's a great teacher, and he's teaching improvised movie form, which was one of the first, if not first, classes that was offered strictly about improvised movies, right? Yeah, we were in there early. Yeah, and I, well, I meet everybody for the first time there. And there's another woman out of 16, probably, of us. You two mm. didn't know each other before that? We did know but each other. But Stephen and I knew each okay. other because we're briefly on an Indie Herald team. Why would anybody ever want to do that? <laughs> but we did. and um, We also so, knew Dodge. We knew Dodge. Oh, yeah. There Dodge. was Dodge. Yeah. So, like, we knew a couple of people. But other other than that, it was like, new people and i was surprised how everybody loved and new movies for the most part mm -hmm. i remember just being surprised and being like because there was very little of that angst of i'm gonna make on the herald team and i'm gonna fucking be the best improviser yeah. in this class today because that's not how you get on the herald team is by taking an improvised movie class no so there was like very kind of for the love of the form vibe mm -hmm. in the room and so trevor was a big part of it i think and yeah. i i think you were already big friends with doug at yeah the time. we met at i think future 301. guest doug yeah. future guest we were possibly going to do this together but he we, it didn't happen he couldn't it's a lot he's, he's, it, he's a lot too, it would be too much in yeah. a good in a great way but but like almost like why not do it twice and listen <laughs> i think a hundred it's i'm glad you said like sex us. like do it sex. twice why not do it twice but less intensely <laughs> <laughs> so okay yeah. so again you said you met doug i think in 301 301 yeah and i mean those yeah. two for people... those of you who don't know the ucb system you take at at least four classes 101 through 401 and then you maybe get approved for uh on advanced. the first i got approved in the first try did you i did mm -hmm. but i should not have been <laughs> what about you yeah yeah okay i mean we're dealing with did like you, did you grand mind i don't want to go off topic but did you <laughs> yeah. do uh, groundlings class ever I did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I they 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 <laughs> yeah, asked me to repeat it after intermediate. They said you were so funny, but more like writer funny. Mm. Like which you know I agree. I, yeah. I I mean I think I I was getting a ton of laughs, but I could never tell if it's performance. It felt like or I was back writing. in like school, like theater school. Like it was so like it's very character heavy and like right. get in, good in your body and stuff. UCB is so in your head. It was different. Anyway, that's and now it's all kind of. At least for UCB, it's all changing because what I'm hearing is that the new, I don't know her name, but the yeah. new uh, artistic director is very open-minded about clowning and she's like <laughs> already letting like sort of the clown, indie clown community start having shows there, which, you know, two years ago would be when Jetso was at its height, the team that we know, Chad and Juzo, like they couldn't perform there even though they were like one of the hottest teams, but it's like, they don't fit the UCB. I think that's know? great because mm -hmm. when I, I started to drift away from UCB, well, just because of life, but also because, yeah, it was just, it turned into people on stage not moving, talking. And it was just like, I need to find the game now, as opposed to like actually acting stuff out. And it just becomes so sterile. Like we see so many teams, we see some great teams, we see some teams, it's just them standing there like, okay, I have to like try and do some Herald thing. Okay, you, it's just so mathy and it's just boring. I think that um, the pressure of getting on the Herald team and all these sort of people like who are your friends in the community also putting the pressure on themselves wanting to get on the Herald team. Like even if you don't want, but they see like others do and you like all kind of buy yeah. into that. And then you take classes or like you do improv boot camp. I mean, at some point I remember like taking like three class, the three advanced classes yeah. at the same time and do a boot camp, like insane. And ask, it's almost like going to an acting audition and asking, well, what do you want me to do? Like yeah. it was like, Sort of asking, well, what do you want? Instead of like looking within and be like, well, what's funny to me? I auditioned for Harold's once. And I remember I was an assistant. I had to like leave. I made up a lie so I could leave early. I drove all the way to UCB. I remember getting in line. And it was me and 300 other white, skinny white dudes <laughs> that looked exactly like me. And I was in line. I was like, Jesus, this is like, what is this? Yeah. And, and yeah, like some people are really good. Some people are hogging the stage. But I think actually that's when I was like, I took a step back after from UCB after that. It just wasn't it, a good experience. It took me a few like injuries of not enjoying Harold auditions to step away from UCB. Yeah. And that would have been in And Stephen was actually on the, on the on the team at oh. the theater. Yeah, I was on a, their like minor league. Oh, the, What's uh, it called? Ma no, not, not, not mod. mod. Uh, Jesus. Uh, mess hall. Mess hall. Yeah. And that like, 
I didn't enjoy the experience of being on that. Just like the pressure of being expected to do like a good Herald, which is not even a form that I like. Let's put it this way. It's very rarely good when you see like non-Jason Madzukas level people do a Herald. Like it's usually like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen a team do a Herald in a long time. I'm sure people on Herald might do good work, but I, you know, it's, it's so constrained and restricted in a way that, does not appeal to me at this point and you know being a foreigner like you know and trevor is is from a foreign country named canada canada yeah but um it it is you know i'm less so for you trevor but for me it was always like dude like like, i just don't fit into whatever you you should get more mad props than you do because to do improv it's obviously all about like following your impulse and you have to like you're Thinking, I'm sure, in one language and translating to the other. I don't know how your brain thinks now. No, still, I mean, but... pretty much right away when I came to this country, my my fucking brain like immediately switched. Was like, mm. I am having dreams in English. Wow. I'm thinking in English. Like, I'm just really good with languages. Like, I think that's like I locked out and like I just was like really lucky. How many, like, how many languages? Just do you speak? I mean, I went to Mexico like when I almost died, which is a whole other experience you know about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I went to Mexico for like a destination wedding and like for the first time being in a Spanish speaking country. I like didn't speak a single word of English. Like I was just speaking Spanish the whole time from just taking, I think one course of Spanish in college. It's crazy. And then I, I think working like as a bartender in New York and just choosing to speak Spanish with all my like very co-workers. So I, it's just languages have come so easy to me. When I went to Japan, I was like, I'm just going to speak Japanese. Why would I even try to speak English? Oh my God. So I just fucking love languages just so gonna, much. I'm just going to do that. I just yeah. love languages. But guys, I mean, this we're here to talk about what? I mean, we've been going on and on, and this is just meeting of what, friends. Sasha, I hate to... You haven't answered the question that I asked you, which was, what do you... Do you remember... What's the first thought? <laughs> I was just like, he was a great part of... to Trevor. I mean, I, I you know, there might I, not be a moment that I, stands out. There's no moment. That's okay. why I answered like, oh, like he was close to Doug. That's the first thing I uh. saw, and he was also like smart, like in the way that like everybody was kind of smart in that class and like mm-hmm. in love with movies. But there's one thing when you look at Trevor, guys, and this, except you know for being like, oh, he's a good-looking man. There's another thing going on, and that he is like a fucking nice guy. <laughs> he's a nice guy. Like, you see it. Trevor never said, I'm a nice guy. This is something you pick up on when you are around him. Mm -hmm. Thank you. It's just a thing. Like, and I don't know if it's Canadian. I don't think it's only Canadian. I think think there's certain things like, sure, culture affects, like, who you are in the Mm -hmm. making, right? Like, the cultural Mm -hmm. sort of tendencies, you'll pick up on that. But there's almost always, like, things that you're born with. And... And this, if you ask strangers at the airport, describe this guy walking by, one of the things people will write down will be, he seems nice. Just He's, by the way I walk. But just looking at your face wow. and reading your micro expressions. The color of your skin. <laughs> Oof, let's not talk about that. I'm very pale. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't you think, Stephen? What about you? Like, what was I'm your... I'm trying to think... What was your first impression? Okay, so I'll t- the, first, the first time I remember taking note of Trevor Ooh. was... Uh, and Trevor, I mean, take a note. Uh-huh. <laughs> Trevor does a thing that Sasha likes to make him do a lot, which is he does like a BBC mm. announcer voice. It's my favorite. And I remember the first time Trevor did that in class, I was like, God damn it. Oh, I did it in class? This guy's very attractive and he's very good with voices. This uh-huh. is very upsetting. I'm uncomfortable. Like, not because you said that. It's just I don't, like I said, I don't accept compliments well but thank you but i think you. you're doing just fine with accepting them you're saying you're not accepting them fine but this is how accepting works you say thank you yeah i'm getting and you smile and you just did that so you're okay usually my knee-jerk reaction is be like yeah well shut up <laughs> like i'll just like be, have a quip back and kind of dismiss it but i'm trying to be like that's really interesting because i never see you in that state of hey shut up like oh tre- you never see trevor in that no state. yeah Sorry, uh, I looked at Steven because I was looking for approval, ah. but it looked as if I told that Steven, who does do shut up enough It's times. in the name of our podcast. <laughs> good segue. But also, I feel like I'm more vulnerable with you guys than I would be with other people because we're performing and making fools of ourselves. And mm-hmm. we've spent probably two, we were together two times a week for the last, once a week, twice a week for the last however many years, which is kind of crazy. Going on five. We but my, really my fondest it. memories when I moved to LA was meeting you know, Milano. Like I was, was, meeting Milano. That's the first one. 
You can't even don't mess it up. Don't mess it up, Ooh. Trevor. I don't want to mess you up. Let's edit it so it sounds like that's the very is first meeting thing you Milana. Said. Yeah. Uh, All is, the Russian uh, people are happy. Yeah, they're thrilled. Um, no, I. It was. Uh, yeah, moving here and then doing UCB and like you know working that like shitty assistant stuff, and then we would I would leave work and we'd go to like IO upstairs, IO whatever. We just, the clubhouse, like that was so... We did do a bunch of different like locations at the time. Yeah, we used, to, we used to do a lot of shows all over town uh, when we were younger and had more energy. <laughs> well, we would do like 11.30 sets. Oh my God. It's insane. Crazy. Like, and to think that I've been doing improv for like, eight and a half years, still most of those years, like five at least of those years, like I was just down to do any slot yeah. they gave me anywhere same here yeah. <laughs> like it's insane like you have to love it and you have to think of it like it's like the thing to do in life it's like shut up i love it mm-hmm. mm. but, which is not what we're talking about we're <laughs> yeah. talking about so, being nice right. to clarify we're here to talk about being nice nice uh, because trevor is a nice guy tm Yeesh. so tell us about it tell us what is it like that your first instinct right instead of Checking in with yourself, your first instinct is like almost like to please the, the person that you feel friendly about. Like, you yeah. know what? I'll just give you what you want. Like, th- like that is not always my first instinct. It's my first. Yeah, I I like making sure like I'm uncomfortable in a room if someone else is uncomfortable. Like I can like sense it. Trevor does kind of try to balance a situation out if. If he gets the sense that someone is maybe being ganged up on or picked up on, he'll he'll try to be on that person's That's side. That's true. I try He's to empathize. Her. Yeah, I would agree. Where do you think this comes from? A number. Do of you reasons. think this mm. is a Canadian? Because that is the kind of read on Canadians in general down here. Is it's a very Canadian. Thing. Canadians are very nice. That's what all do Americans you, think. Is about it one hundred percent Canadian? I bet you they're asshole Canadians. Oh, those so, Quebecois. I want to hear about Quebecois. the asshole Canadians, and I want to hear if. You had other Canadians tell you that you were nice. Um, hey, you're a nice guy. These you're are really all nice these guy. are all good questions. Uh, it's definitely a Canadian thing. It's definitely a uh, the way I was brought up. I was on the shout drive. out to the Rodenbergs. The Rodenberg, the Rodenberg family. Mm. Um, what are your parents' names? Arthur and Ellen. Wow, great job, Arthur. And so, Ellen, if I may, some context though. So my parents grew up in Toronto. Jews in Toronto. <laughs> I'm glad that you made it. Jews. Very obvious. They're Jewish in like in uh, northern Toronto, like a very Jewish area. Mm-hmm. And then because my dad is a horse veterinarian, they moved to the country. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is like Rick and Morty. Is it? Oh. Uh, she is the horse veterinarian, the, the the daughter of Rick. I thought she was just a vet vet. Is she a horse vet? Horses only. That's why she has pictures of like horses and everything. I trust Sasha on this. Yeah. Well, we are very much Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So they lived in the country. So I I grew up in like the country, essentially, not even a suburb, like country. And I was the only Jew for miles mm. or kilometers, actually. So I <laughs> went true. to a Catholic high school. Oh. Yeah. Was um, there prayer? Yeah. I actually ended up being on announcements. I would do announcements in the morning and like the chaplain would come in. In the British accent? No, 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 no. I would not do the British. Actually, I did. I I tried characters out on announcements a few times. They bombed within seven seconds. I went, okay. How do you know? Because they're not there when they're you're not making the announcements. Trevor felt it. Trevor knew that it was not going well. I think I think I remember trying a character being, I'm gonna, I was like, I'm the sarcastic guy. I was like, Jim Meat? Is that nine? And then I just stopped myself. No, no, no. You were just looking for the characters that would work for you. Every performer knows they have You're to go through a few bad ones. Yeah, yeah. Before finding the British BBC announcer. But the reason I say that, and the reason I say that is, I've realized it later in life, but yeah, I was never, I was always kind of an odd man out. Um, from beginning, you knew, like from the, the first grade of school, you knew you'd only drew, or, or you had sort of like a later realization. I've. I felt it, but I kind of didn't acknowledge it very often. Like, I knew I was Jewish. I, I didn't grow up Jewish at all. I lit the menorah when I was younger. I had been to a synagogue maybe three times my entire life. Wow. Um, I have a question for you, but before I can ask yeah. it, I need to tell any listeners who are listening with their young children, mm. um, send the children out of the room because I'm about to ask a very sensitive question. I mean, also, like, don't listen to our podcast with the young children. Is, the answer is yes to what you're about to ask. Uh, Trevor, did you know that Santa Claus was not oh. real? I thought you were going to ask if... Never mind. Um, 
Yeah, my parents were like from the uh, from pretty the, early from the step. My mine yeah. too though. Yeah. Like they were like, by the way, you know, Santa Claus is not real. Like Russian okay. Dead Maros is In not real. Russia isn't like New Year is a big deal, isn't? Of course. It's, it's a cute, but New Year's is like a bigger. It's a huge yeah. deal because. Okay, so Milana was right. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've been with this woman for what three years? Maybe four. She's probably yeah. always the right one. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> okay. But yeah. So my, no. See, my parents uh, did not tell us that. Because so you were 18 they were, when you found out there's no I, Just earlier today I found out. <laughs> they, because they didn't want us to tell the Christian kids at school. Ooh. You get beat up. <laughs> well, they you, just didn't want us to ruin the... Were there other Jew, Jewish kids at your school? Yeah. Not a lot, but some. The, the like, There were three synagogues in like servicing the greater annapolis and environs yeah. so yeah there were a fair number of jews so more than you it sounds like there was more than me so i i think that's i bring that up because yeah i think that and my mom is a therapist that's, mm. so i not feel a like horse therapist a human therapist she is a horse <laughs> therapist a, a certified horse therapist um she's a therapist so i think she's like super empathetic and is always like I get it from her. She'll just, she's like a sponge of empathy. So if someone's going Isn't through a rough the time. Worst? It's the worst. Empathy like can be so overwhelming. Oh, it would be so much easier to not care. Mm-hmm. It would be so much easier. And even with, in my relationship, I'm sure I know that she's pissed off. Like I know she is, but I'll just like, I don't want to deal with this. So I, I, so I, I sense it, but sometimes I don't admit it because I just. No, that doesn't the, sound very Sometimes nice. things pass. Mm-hmm. Different conversations. That sounds different. like a man thing. <laughs> man yeah, thing. I think that's probably right. Okay, I have a question for both of you because this was this came up when we were trying to decide the topic for this episode. Why is being nice a suitable topic for Shut Up I Love It, a podcast where we talk about things that are unpopular or because uh, in Los Angeles especially, being nice is not a good like uh, either it gets like you lose it being here because you're just everyone is trying to fuck people over to do what they want to do or it's it's not a super nice industry uh-huh. you know in canada like canada's i was on the drive here i was talking to my uh, good canadian friend eric and he shout out shout out shout what out up eric. and he was saying he's like if this podcast was happening in canada it would be called like please be quiet i enjoy this <laughs> because and we actually got into a debate about this because america is a melting pot. Mm. Canada is a cultural mosaic. This is Mr. Koshi. Shout out grade nine geography. <laughs> so I think in in the states you come here and then you. I feel like people become American. Like yes, you're from different places, but you everyone slowly oozes into this like, in on this like cookie sheet of American. And then in Canada, super like Canada's identity is that it has no identity. It's that it's super multicultural. I'm going to disagree with the, I, I kind of think that America is as much of a cultural mosaic as Canada is. I think the idea that America is a melting pot is kind of like a myth. I listen, I actually, as I say it, I, I agree. I don't think, for example, you know, I've been backpacking once, uh, or when I was backpacking in 2000, whenever I was in Europe and I, if you're Canadian, you strap as many Canadian flags on your backpack as you can. <laughs> right. And I was in line in Italy somewhere, and this couple came up to me, and they're like, "Okay, you're not where we're, we're from. The states are you from?" Wow, they were trying to hook several, and it happened to my friends too. <laughs> they no, were trying. That, wow, that's not. they wanted to bring you into their sex games. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, a lot of people think that people that wear Canadian flags when they travel are Americans because right. Canadians oh, are treated better than Americans. Mm-hmm. That happens a and lot. you said about that. <laughs> about about that. Oh. Which you don't have that strong an accent. Uh, I've lost it. When I moved here and I was like, you know, an assistant answering phones, people would be like, hello, hello, because I was such a goof. Like a, a Canadian accent is a goofy accent about if I get drunk or if I'm really sleepy, yeah, like yeah. about couch. About. So another place that that people talk about the niceness there is the American, the U.S. Midwest. There was uh, a team at iOS RIP called Minnesota Nice. Oh, All really? Minnesotan players on it. Uh, yeah, and it's the kind of thing that you see on display in, in like Fargo, which mm-hmm. is the idea of Minnesota nice is kind of an ironic expression because it's really all passive aggressiveness designed to like avoid conflict in the in in the shittiest way. Sure. 
Is that the kind of thing that's going on yeah. in Canada, or is it very distinct from? Yeah, that? what is like? What is the difference between? Because they're so close, Minnesota, and then you got Canada. Right well, here's there. the thing. No idea what the line. Is. Nobody knows. This Mr. Koshi has no idea. Mr. Koshi's, I'm sure, going to listen to <laughs> is this. He we Japanese? So, by the way, Mr. Koshi, quick story. Uh, is he Japanese? I want him to be. No, Japanese. he's. Uh... I'm gonna I'm gonna say that he's Japanese in so, my heart. He is. No, he's I mean Trevor like, has explicitly said that he wasn't. But, but. he's like Pakistani or something. <laughs> all right, all Pakistani right. Japanese. So this is just I think about this now and I cringe because I can't believe I did this. But in the ninth grade, Mr. Koshi, who was just a bit of a noodle, was like on the front of the class <laughs> teaching, and I didn't get along with him very well. I hated geography in general. I wasn't very good at school or memorizing facts. And this like young girl came in, probably in like eleventh grade. And I was in ninth How grade. How young oh, was boy. she? Jesus. Did you immediately and Koshi get a is like a third. I did not. Well, probably ever. I had a boner the entire all of high school, but uh, um, I should have done that as a topic. Boners, shit. No, people. That like, would have been interesting. People like boners. Okay. You can bring the children back into the room, by the way, if they. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Bring them back and bring them back. I don't again. care if your kids hear about boners. Boner. I just didn't want to destroy the myth of Santa Claus for that. Oh. Oh, you blew it. So back to boners. No, yeah. so I, I'm in the class, and this girl comes in, and she's like, hey, Mr. Koshi, I've got this sheet for you, and she drops wow. it off. She uh, had a classic woman's voice, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> okay, Mr. Koshi. Yeah. And she drops off this paper, and like I wore uh, uniforms in my school. She's wearing like, this like little green plaid kilt, and she walks out. And then I, I was sitting in the back of the class, and I because I was trying to be the class clown, I went, mm. damn, Mr. Koshi, you could have had her. I said that. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. I said that, and I've never seen someone's face. He... he his Japanese Pakistani face went like bright red and he made everyone miss their bus because he was punishing me for what I had said. I, he didn't even know how to process. Yeah. That's uh, so, man. I think about it now. It's so inappropriate. Did you guys have the kind of relationship where you could like joke with him? Absolutely not. Actually, wow. maybe a little bit. But so bold. So dumb. Like what a dumb, but in the ninth, 10th grade, whatever, you don't realize yeah. what you're suggesting. You're saying, hey, grown man, you you could sleep with that 15 year old. Yeah, I had a. I was like ten or eleven, oh. and do you do you know how? Um, I mean, I think women in America do that. Young young girls, um, when they uh have like a questionnaire, like what's your favorite color? Green. Like what's your uh, favorite animal? Tiger. Like what's like? Uh, are these you, all your answers, by the way? No, I'm, Green, I'm just tiger. I do like tigers. Hmm. But what's these like are the, the answers one... to Sasha's banking security <laughs> questions? What's so. like? What's like tiger? the one country you want to visit? <laughs> but anyway, and so I guess I had like early se- sexual awakening at like ten or eleven. Wait, where is this Russia? It's in... in Siberia. Yeah, it's and so so they passed on this like notebook where the girl was like collecting her friends' answers to those questions. That was like a thing that they did. I don't know if that's a thing okay. that girls do. So I went like ballistic and i wrote like sucking dick you know like yeah like i don't know why i just wanted your favorite animal i i like i i i assume my favorite color is the color of cum right because i don't i I assume (laughs) i assume there was a connection like where it was like that like something that a 10 year old would think is funny because so you were you were trying to be funny I, I, I don't but remember like the state of me. Oh, so raunchy. I just filled it out in the most disgusting, like cringing, like now wait, you know, having sex in my, in my, up my butt or some shit. <laughs> you were gonna say in my ass, but you were censoring yourself. I feel like for the I, kids. I feel like probably I did it for the kids. Sex, who came right, back. You can say sex kids in my came butt. back. Yeah. So like I gave it back, and it was like the the girl who like gave it away. She was like the quietest, like little like Lily. Like she was like the nicest little like sweetest person. And then like what was her she, name? Irina. What? Irina. Irina. Like Irene, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then next day she like comes to school and she's like crying. She's like, my mom reads that. She's like, my mom read that what you did. So I assume like sucking she came home. Like, I'm just like sucking dicks, like five dicks, you know, my <laughs> You're butt. The character from The Exorcist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That little girl is, uh, it I, was so bad. I like, have memories drawing. I don't know why, but I drew ex- explicit pictures that my parents found. And what I, kind of oh, such, were they good quality? Such like, missing. Like, I'm not a good drawer to begin okay. with, but very misinformed <laughs> pic, anatomical of pictures. Like boobs? No vaginas. Oh wow! I was pretty young. I put a Man. vagina, essentially just like a couple inches below the belly button. Do you think facing out, like, like essentially where, belly button, where the vagina. penis would be, but uh-huh. a vagina. Is, facing is out. penis higher than vagina? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I, I guess just because it's coming out, it's. But I remember, I remember my parents I confronting know. me, and I lie. I denied it. They're like, this isn't your picture. And I went, nope. 
<laughs> That's insane. Do you think your parents still have any of them that we could use oh, as I, there's, album there's artwork? And I had to confront the, we, the lie eventually was, it doesn't matter. I remember drawing, like, also bad drawer, not a good drawer, like, like barely okay drawer, kind of. And I would draw also, like, like genitals. Probably, like, dicks were too funny. So I probably, like, drew, like, vaginas and tits. Vaginas are easy to draw. Yeah. Are they? And then I, I, and I'd be like, they look great. Like, I'd be like, yeah. this is, like, so hot and sexy. And, like, it wasn't. But I thought, like, it was good work that I did. Like, it was mm. good quality work. You should draw a vagina. There's paper and pen right there. I uh, honestly... I probably would do a terrible job at it. And we're talking about like anatomical drawings of a vagina that you'd see in like a textbook, right? Which I didn't have that many around. Because I still don't remember how like they explained us how babies are being made. Like, I don't think they explained it to us. I had to like learn it on my own. Hmm. Like how like egg, re- like egg releases. They didn't get yeah, the so- sex. There was no sex ed in Siberia? No. Sasha no. and I were talking about the... Uh, birthing process before when trevor walked into the room and i was asking is the cervix is the thing that connects you to the <laughs> uterus well i don't know if you know steven was a biology he has a biology oh, degree dude, so did you know he that could... he if i start giving birth for some reason he legally can take it from me uh, the boy wow, the, the, the baby I'm, I'm no longer certified but i was at one point certified to deliver a baby what certification it was basic <laughs> life support training that counts well, how's the basic, basic right that's i took cpr basic. i was a lifeguard for... well no, no that's so cpr I is I, lied. <laughs> I, lied. I was a lifeguard no i i needed one more class and i didn't do it <laughs> cpr you, you is would... one thing basic life support training is the more like robust training that um emts have to get I, it seems like a whole baby coming out of a what it sounds like a cervix is a like needs a little more education than whatever whatever you got Look, I had a prosthetic baby, or not a prosthetic, well, I mean, I, a prosthetic vagina, and I pulled a baby doll out of it, and they said, great, now go do that. Wow. <laughs> Did you cut some tubes? Uh, no, but they showed us how to do it, because they didn't have any replacement tubes, uh, so we couldn't actually cut the cord. But wow. yeah, you got to clamp on both sides before you cut. <gasps> what do you clamp with if you're just on the street? Got, well, so the, <laughs> the in an ideal world, you're doing this in a capacity as a professional EMT. And so like you have... But if they're, they're teaching you this, I'm guessing, they're teaching you this, I'm guessing, in the event that you're on Runyon Canyon and a woman goes, oh! And then you have to clamp. Well, no, they're teaching it to you in the event that you're working on an ambulance and you get a call and that call happens to be birth related. Really? What if it's a C-section? They're like, I want my vagina to stay tight. (laughs) Then you have to take them to the hospital. (laughs) Only a doctor is allowed to do that. I don't know if vaginas change after a given birth. I assume they do after like giving 17 births. I am so excited to see a vagina. Um, (laughs) I had a question. Stephen, what? I'm going to put this on Steven. What, how did you go from biology to pot improvisation and podcasting? Um, Have you talked about this on the podcast before? How nice of you, Trevor. How nice of you to turn. (laughs) Nice. Yes. To turn the spotlight onto me. Um, I was gonna, I thought I wanted to be a doctor, you know, and I think, since you were little, since you were like tiny little yeah, Steven. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to be a brain surgeon. Uh, Japanese. Classic. <laughs> Japanese. Uh, and uh, then when I got to college and I was taking like the pre-med requisites and all that, I think I realized it wasn't that I wanted to be a doctor. It's that I wanted to like Women be... to think you're a doctor and <laughs> well, be hot yeah, all over absolutely. you. I wanted to be like on a doctor TV show. You know, like uh, I would watch Scrubs and, and be like, oh yeah, I would want to work in a hospital. That uh, seems really fun. But what I wanted was to be on Scrubs. That's the Lady Marion, the actress from uh, the In Fabric. Okay. She started to be a lawyer because she thought that's what she wanted. Mm-hmm. And then she realized she wanted to be a lawyer on the TV show. Exactly, right. It's the same like, thing. That's not, I, I didn't want to actually go to medical school and all that. I wanted to be hmm. on a this TV happens show. happens to actors, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Performers. I so I, I, I'm just curious, <laughs> how does being nice for a man work out in like dating? And I know you are in a committed relationship. So I guess so just... So she... Thi- I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> no but like, okay. you know, so... I, is there anything you can uh, say how like that might have affected like maybe like earlier dating stages of like because you're a handsome guy I'm assuming you're, you know what's crazy I'm assuming uh, you're like cleaning up uh, oh you're God. like putting it out there they're hopping on it they're hopping off it this is not okay 
How what sexually active were you as a teen <laughs> and as a young man before you started dating it. Milana? He can't uh, talk about it. If, Milana's whole bit she does. She's like, because when I moved here, I had just broken up with my girlfriend who I was dating for four or five. I was a monog. I'm very much monogamous. I was wow. uh, dating uh, a girl in Toronto for like five years. Shout, Shout outs. Out. Wow. You guys. You should have high fived right after. Uh, we mentally did. You mentally did. So we were dating and we broke up. I I, I was here and and then this I I, was, I remember it was the first Thanksgiving of uh, of me in America and it's like American Thanksgiving. American oh, you Thanksgiving. and America. Yeah, because really Canadian th- Thanksgiving is in October. I thought it was and America, the name of the girl. Oh, oh no, yeah. like Ferrer. Oh, I was like gossip alert. <laughs> It's not. Um, so I, I was. I remember I was here for Thanksgiving for the first time, and you guys. It's a much bigger deal here than it is in Canada. And me and my roommate uh, Luke Strat out. Shout out. Do your shout out. Remember and respect. Oh, you've and met shout him out. many yes. times. He's sure. also Canadian. Nice hair, Canadian. right? Great hair. Like mm-hmm. you have great hair, Trevor. But no, he, his hair because he actually takes care. Like he like he has the perfect like quaff. He has a Trevor. Quaff. You should start taking care of your hair. You're right. I should. I need a toupee. I don't need a toupee, but you don't need a toupee. That's what I'm saying. Start you should give care your, your hair, hair to toupee needers. <laughs> toupee needers. <laughs> uh, Those in need of toupees. Oh, Thanksgiving. My another friend was visiting from Canada, and we decided, okay, it's Thanksgiving. Everything's dead. Let's drive to Arizona and watch a hockey game. That's what we, uh, we drove there, and my friend who visited was on his phone the whole time. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Driving. He's like, uh, no, while we were there. And I'm like, I said, what the hell are you doing? Get off your phone. And he's like, oh, there's this thing called Tinder. It's crazy. Ever heard and I, of it? I remember finding it. It was, I remember Dan, like getting Facebook for the first time and being like, ooh, what the hell is this? You know, when I was in uni- university, Brock University. What, what? Anyway. Shut uh, So, uh, yeah. So I, and I found out what Tinder was right when I was single. And it was the like the first kind of like thing. first couple of weeks it was, of singularity. It was crazy. Singularity happened, <laughs> and you time. had your sexual awakening. Uh, <laughs> no, well, I I don't. Know. I was like going on. I was in a new city. I didn't nudes. know a lot of people. I was a nude. No, nah, I, I didn't really send nudes. I was never into that. Are there? Well, we can all go around and answer if we feel what? comfortable. Yeah. Are there any naked pictures of you out in the yes. world? And. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So listen how messed up this is. Oh, I'm gonna no. do it on the podcast. <clears throat> I think. Okay. So he's taking off his pants. I there was okay. It's worth it. When I was a horny teenager, mm-hmm. um, I calling had, out Mr. Koshi on who knows what. Oh God, I hope Mr. Koshi's listening. Um, <sighs> shout out. Shout out, Kosh. I was on this website all the time on my dial-up internet. I had a computer in my room called WouldYouHitThis.com. Okay. Essentially, it exists now. Yeah. But it, all, it, all it was is people would make a profile for themselves, add a picture of themselves, and and that would inspire. And the it was either you would hit it or you wouldn't. Social network, the movie. On yes, it was very similar to that. It was you would hit it or you wouldn't. Yes or no, and then you get a hot rating. It's insane. This existed. So your rating was through the roof. No, it wasn't. This is when you were a teen. This is why when you say like you're so good looking that it makes no <laughs> sense. So anyway, so, wait, I was an Trevor, awkward... are you about to tell us that the naked pictures of you are from when you were a teenager? Yep. Oh god. So wow. I sent a picture of myself to someone that thinking it was just is hot... hopefully arrested now. Uh no, well wait, don't ruin don't tip the story. <laughs> so I sent it not no face. So you never see my face. But Okay, not seeing the face. I sent a picture of like okay. of a revealing picture because I was just this like teenager. I didn't know like any X or PG or R. What's the difference between X and R? Okay, so the difference, I actually the difference would be flaccid but, or, right, right. or not flaccid. Right. Oh, because uh, you can't show an erect. Penis X is in an X R is not flaccid. X is no, is. X, X is hard. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, X is hard. Yeah. Wow. XXL then. XXL. Wow. So he's like Jesus. jizzing into the this is lens. I didn't know. Hold on. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. This is like XXL sounds like the jizz is like no. directly, directly at the lens. It's it's X. RX. RX? So it's like prescription. prescription. Jeez. All right, everyone, let's focus. So it was a <laughs> revealing picture that I sent to this person who I thought was this really hot girl. And because I was a tool, I lived in the country, I couldn't. Oh. doesn't matter. Sent this picture. You were a hick. Yeah, kind of. Canadian hick. Uh, a Jewish Canadian hick. So I sent wow. this picture, and then immediately, 
this person blocked me. <gasps> and then I sent on FBI. MSN. We used FBI. MSN. I think yeah, you guys you used... sent a dick pic. Just wait. And then I sent the picture of this girl I was talking to, this really cute girl, to another friend of mine on MSN. And I said, hey, I was talking to this girl. Look how cute she is or whatever. And she went, oh, yeah, I was talking to the same girl, too. And we sent it to another friend. They're like, oh, I was talking to the same girl, it's too. Paris Hilton. It was, no, it was, it was just yeah. some, I got catfished. So somewhere, sometime. You have, is, since then, no news too, of I've Trevor. Been too nice. Have since, you taken yeah. one since then? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, uh, maybe as like a joke. Lying, The eyes kind of shot to the left corner or the bottom no. corner. No, <laughs> I've never, I, I'm not, I don't, no. What about you, Steven? No. None? No, none. What? There, there should be. Wait, well, how, about, how about you? I don't have it's any. Di- I don't have any like digital like iPhone pictures nudes of myself. Analog. I <laughs> do have analog because I like modeled a little bit, and so there would be like like in New York like years ago, and like the lady who was like taking pictures, and they were like in magazines, whatever. Mm, no big deal. <laughs> but um, but the, some of them were like boobs are out. Hmm. Yeah. So I have I have those pictures there, like some magazines out there, like but like they're not online. I don't even know where. So I have like prints, like black and white prints, of me with my boobs. Would you be upset? But if, vagina is all covered vagina up. Vagina is a whole other thing. But would you mm-hmm. be upset if pictures of your if your face wasn't in, but pictures of your boobs were circulated? I honestly don't even care if pictures of my boobs because those pictures are so nice. Yeah. That like it's like art pictures, honestly. Like so, mm. I don't honestly like even give a shit if those pictures were to be like, oh fuck, like they're like leaks or some shit. Like well, I don't give a shit. They're no, really nice. The the my past girlfriend of when I was in Toronto. America. Shout out. Uh, she yeah, America. She had a picture of her of it was like an artsy picture of like face and boobs, just like and it was like kind of on circulated a little bit on Facebook because it was like an artsy picture. And my friends were like, all right. It was just weird. I guess I don't want it to be like on Facebook just like because I put them up or something. Because I have a friend who like likes to put pictures that like really push the boundaries of like what is going to get canceled. Yeah. And uh, and then she would put something like a beauty is in the eyes of like some some weird shit that it's like she's very narcissistic about it. And I I don't want to be considered to be that, you know, a thought like I wanted y'all to see how special I am. You know, yeah. like, I definitely don't want to be that. So you're saying you would like Trevor or I to leak them out there so that they're out there, but they're not coming I know, from you. I'm like, picking up what you're putting down. I want to just make sure that you guys understand. I don't want them to be leaked, but I'm just saying if they if were they to leak, were, yeah, I'd be like, well, well fuck me now. Like, it wouldn't like, be a big deal. Yeah, whatever. Like, that's kind of my attitude. That's why, you know, and they're in my drawer. They're not out, but. Yeah, I um, think that, I think that's, these, the, these pictures that you're talking about sound different from like, a selfie that you're taking to like send to someone yes. especially when vagina stuff getting involved you, different. Contr- you were in control of this and this is like yeah I, yeah yeah i'm, I'm with so that. now mm-hmm. here's a question to bring mm. it back to the topic going into this photo shoot session did you know that was going to be part of it was it introduced during the photo shoot did you feel out of like niceness or politeness that you should agree to do it no 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 okay. like i because i for a year, I had to work at a strip club when I lived in New York. What? Oh, I have so many different lives, guys. But for a year, I worked when I was like 22, I think, to 23, or maybe 21 to 22. But I worked for one year. I had a boyfriend at the time, and I worked at a strip club uh, because there was nothing else. Like, there was like nothing else. As like, a I had to, No, like, I had to be, but I didn't do like lap dances. That strip club didn't do lap You dance. were a dancer at I a... was a dancer at a strip club. Whoa. I know. So, um, speaking of 9-11, it was like near that. <laughs> it was that bad. No. I thought that's It was you... near like 9-11 area. I'm just saying. Right. I'm just saying. Oh. <laughs> there's no, there's speaking no connection. of 9-11, yeah, it was that's... right across the street. It was really close. Uh, <laughs> but what I'm saying is that I, um, I mean, it was later later than 9-11 but what i'm saying also we weren't speaking about 9-11 in this episode <laughs> we also always have to mention 9-11 uh but no so like i those script club was nice because they didn't do lap dances so i never felt like i had in mm. contact with any fucking customer but like i remember like i was just like i don't know like i need a job like there's no money like, i had to pay for my school i have to send money home and like had to like support myself pay rent and i was like I had a boyfriend at the time, and he's like, well, we should just go to this strip club and, like, see if they will uh, accept you. Spoiler alert, they did. (laughs) Accept Um, you. Yeah, and I had, like, three fights with girls there, like, over, like, a year of just working there. Because there'd be, like, always someone that cocked out, like, lady, and she'd be like, motherfucker, get out of here, like, something. Like, it was a French lady, I remember, she was really mean. And I'd be like, we have, like, I have to fight her. Um, And so I had to have three fights. Why haven't you written about this? 
Or have I you? will at some point. I think I think it fits into my new pilot that I wrote. Mm. Uh, but it'll be like season two because it's about my life. But nine eleven. No. Yeah, season two, 9-11 happens. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, so I was, uh, once again, talking to my friend. So I'm sorry, just to oh, finish this freaking sorry. story. So I was at the strip club when this lady discovered me, right? Quote, unquote, discovered because it was just like a thing that she did. Like, she's like a very artsy photographer, yeah. Christina Trafers, French too. And she was like, look, you're like really pretty. Like, I'd like to take pictures for like a magazine. And I was like, let's see if she was legit. And I went to her place and she took pictures and I just saw her magazines and everything. And she was like super legit. She's sure. just like a you know, like a freelance artsy photographer. And so there was like that happening. So I like print modeling and shit like that, hmm. uh, which was a lot of fun. You have lived many lives. I really have. I really have. And I don't like ever push them on people, but when they come up in the conversation, what am I going to fucking Dude, do? Dude, that's a separate podcast altogether. Oh, just Sasha's many lives. Yes. <laughs> You're like a cat. I know. So, um, yeah, but um, go on. I don't know. Go Let's fucking go. Just continue. <laughs> Whatever, I don't know. I don't know. Trevor, this this tangent, y'all. Oh, that's, this is what I was going to say. Yeah. On the drive here, talking to Canadian Eric, and I was saying, yeah. I was like, it would be interesting because being nice, bringing it back, improv, <clears throat> reincorporation. <laughs> on the way here, I, I was, I am lucky enough, as are you, not you, Stephen, to have made it to here to pursue the thing we want to do, right? Like, it's not... You know, luckily I had family out here, so I was able to help to get sponsored. Getting sponsored is really fucking hard and impossible. And with so hard, Stephen's so president, hard. Um, it's even harder. Even Sa harder. Sasha is also a citizen. Of yeah, the but you were here States. first. So, anyway, so I was like, oh, it would be interesting to have a place to talk about, like, um, like a podcast or a place where people can come on and, and talk about. Initially, I was thinking just Canadians about coming here and like what how they came here you know the problem is you can't do a podcast where you talk about that because uh, everything's kind of a little bullshitted you know listeners if any of you are listening with a ice agent please send <laughs> them out them. of the room for this next part yeah go with, like send him with like some kind of santa claus movie like turn it on so they send, can watch the santa if you're movie. listening with an ice agent send them into the other room where you have the guillotine and chop off their head but this uh. is the, the reason i brought this up i'm not here to plug a podcast doesn't exist i was here mostly to <laughs> how how did you what was your move what happened i well i wanted to move because siberia sucks but i recently wrote a line where i wrote for my this character she's a siberian immigrant she's like 19 years old she comes to new york to be a ballerina which is not my story but that's her that's the story i wrote about and she wants to describe siberia she says it's coal mines and black snow because you know coal mines that's literally what it is just coal mines and black snow. So crazy. But um, you, did you come here to work in, fi in TV and No, film? I mean, I came... Well, yeah, I knew, like, I wanted to be... I wanted to be, like, a director because you just don't know what, like, how film industry works. So I was just, like, I want to be, like, a film director, right? Yeah. But also, like, I was, we just poor... And, like, my uncle lived in America. Like, he lives in D.C. So my uncle didn't made me a student visa. And so I moved here, like, not to live with them because they lived in D.C. And I went to Kingsborough Community College, shout out, for, like, a year um in brooklyn and so and then when i was working at uh trinidadian delhi on the upper west side at the same time when i was going to kingsborough community college i randomly made friends as i was working at that delhi with the chair of the television department of radio <laughs> television radio department of brooklyn college and he's like you're so smart and like interesting like you should come and like study at brooklyn college and i went there and like became like um got like a presidential scholarship and everything so i never needed to pay anymore wow like for school but but for some time i had to and then i didn't have to and what would your life have been like if you had stayed i feel like i would have gone to moscow like i've still left siberia i would have still gone from that fucking town but like you probably lived in moscow and probably had like a job like some fucking like news department or some tv shit like i probably would be doing oh you would have hmm. yeah i feel like that's what i'd be doing but to me, it was a big thing. Like, my uncle made these papers for me, which is so hard to make paper. Like, it took years for him to make, like, fucking paperwork, prove that he's going to sponsor me, which he didn't sponsor me financially, but he had to, like, pretend as if he would, you know? And so, like, the deal was, like, that I come and I start paying for my school and for my, like, immediately start making money, like, to live and, like, also, like, support my family. So. Oh, my God. Struggle is real. So real. even, like, the struggle that you're going through right now, Trevor, is also real. Yeah. But, it's all real, but it's all yeah. real. Like becoming a citizen and like getting Greek card, anything in America is very hard, very hard. And maybe it's not hard for people from Britain or something. Like, I don't know. There's some, I think there's if gradients. You have, I think if you have enough money, mm -hmm. it figures itself out. 
I think if you throw enough money at it, like, like at lawyers or something, lawyers and like temporary visas or placements, or if you just enroll in school, get your student visa. If mm. you have, if you have an infinite amount of money, you'll figure it out. Trevor does not. I love being in the third person. I know it's very cute when like Trevor turns on the third person speech. Trevor likes it. Okay. <laughs> what about, what oh, about Travis? Steven sitting who's, there being like, who's what? Travis? Dude, Travis is like your other alter ego, right? Yeah, I don't know how that happens. Okay, so here's um, a question for you, Trevor. So this whole tangent started about dating, by the way. That's how this started. But sorry, that's what I'm right. trying to remember. You've, this whole thing was you avoiding answering my question about how much fucking you've done. Uh, fucking. Yeah, so have you done a lot of fucking? Like being like nice and cute yeah, as you are? Great question, Steven. Have you done a lot of fucking? Um... <laughs> Wait, am I answering this? Yeah, yeah. If you want. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah, the yeah. guest. Uh, uh, I plead the fifth. Okay. That's that's lame. Uh, what? I, dude, if I... Uh, Give me a number. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to. Um, <laughs> okay, I have a question. <laughs> do you... Yes. Do you think that you are really a nice person? Or do you think that you are... Acting nice because it's what you should be doing. That's a legitimate question. I don't know. I don't think I'm like, I don't, I don't walk out the door trying to be nice. You know. Well, and I don't even know what I'm. And I don't even know what nice nice person is. This is the word that my English teachers make you substitute out in essays and stuff because right, right, doesn't mean anything. But nice, nice guy, right? Nice gal, like those things are the kind of like evoke certain recognition like socially to me it's vanilla like if you're nice you're just Mm -hmm. a vanilla you know but but if you dig deeper though it it, it's if you go beyond the minnesota nice or whatever just like generic expression then it comes to like trying to please the other is the first instinct like that's to me pleasing the other is the first let me let me say this steven for example i'm pointing at steven Yikes. Otherwise, how would we know who you're talking about? You so, could be talking about any of the many yeah, Stevens the, the, in the, the room. Steven in the, yeah, pointing at him. Steven's a nice guy, but at the same time, Steve, like, Steven will defend. If he believe, if he thinks something, he'll fucking defend it, and he'll let you know. And, like, he, if you think something, you will let the other person know that you think that way. You're not afraid to express your opinion. Yeah, I mean, I try. I, I think... First of all, it's nice of you to say that I'm a nice guy. But you, yeah. Um yeah, I I guess generally I would think of myself as generally maybe not nice but well-meaning at least. Um I agree. But yeah, I I try to I think when I like confront a person, it's more trying to hold that person accountable and, and to like make that person I spent a lot of years of my teens and like early 20s in like a very self-centered place just out of like ignorance and general, you know, foolishness. It's not until like you kind of open your eyes and look at the world outside yourself that you can like maybe not become nice, but become like a thoughtful person in a more meaningful way. And so for me, for me, that's what I'm, when I like confront a person, that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to like push them in that direction, which who am I to say what that direction is for that person? But so you do that. And I'm, I both, I'm like, wow, like I can't, I, I can't do that. Like I, the way you'll give shit to like people on our team, just for like, <laughs> if they say something completely outlandish and you'll be like, well, what? I can't. I don't do Steven that. Steven does hold people accountable. Right. and, and More than I hold myself accountable. <laughs> Maybe. But that's interesting because... I but your baseline is already more accountable. I try. I'm try I try to. Yeah. And yeah. so we know how nice slash maybe not nice Steven is. We know how nice you are, Trevor. And I'm just purely not nice. That's just my thing. Like, No, that's not true. You are extremely complimentary and you are a good listener. I'm very observer. truthful. But I'm very truthful. Yeah. I don't, I can't lie. I'm like, who fucking has the time? I can't lie. Me? I have a lot of trouble lying too. I was just like, I'm like, I just don't have the time. Like, I don't, like, it's like work. It's like. I think you don't, you're on an improv team with a bunch of guys. Well, there's Melissa, but you know, like she's for relatively. For a while, yeah. yeah. But you are, I think, 
and maybe this is like a bigger part of just the way you operate in your day-to-day life but i think you are like the uh glue you're like you make everything function and you don't get credit for it a lot of the time right because who needs the credit but um but but exactly a lot of people do need the credit you don't that's exactly the right because i do it for the sake of this team look when i put this team together it was like one of the maybe 30 teams that i put together you know wow like i'm this is just like sincerely like 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 as an idea like this put this together and this is an example of like how few things work out how few things work out one in 30 out of yeah like things that one tries to put together and so some teams like lasted longer like a year or whatever some teams lasted shorter some teams were like we just talked about it and maybe had half a show and then like nothing happened but this is an example of like how you don't know but then it's just like everything has to be right and like the people have to be right and then like the topic is why like do you think the people are right because there was already a class that nobody took to be in the herald team like mm. to go back to where we started this podcast everyone was taking that class because it was something they wanted to do they wanted to do they wanted to do an improvised movie because they loved movies and they knew about movies and there was no chance of like even talk of like, well, Matt Bester is going to put you on like UCB Franklin stage because you took the, one of the few people to do the movie. It wasn't like that. We just took it because we we're like, fuck, I love movies. Like improv, I like improv, I like movies. Like, let's see how these two come together. And so we're very lucky because we immediately got a good coach, Will McLaughlin, former podcast guest, shout former, out. Former coach. Former coach. Uh, broke up with us very sadly mm-hmm. with a bottle of champagne. Uh, that but we drank without him. Drank without him. But for four years, he was our coach. So, like, it was kind of perfect timing and everything. And, like, but it's it's like I just did it because I, like, wanted to, ha- like, I wanted to have a team that I can practice with and, like, grow together with. And somehow it worked out. And it was one of those things, like, it's probably when, like, people write scripts. And they're like, I didn't place money on this. But that's the one that made it. I don't fucking know how it works. It's so weird how, like. I think I, I talked to you at. Maybe Doug's party a couple years ago or something. But it, yeah. I, I have very mixed relationship with improv in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you told me, because I, I said to, at the party, I was like, yeah, I, I, I just can't. It, it's just, I leave there more frustrated. I leave there frustrated more than I leave there happy. And you were like, well, yeah, dickweed. Like, you, the more you do it, the less frustrated you'll be. Or, like, that's part of it. Which, like, that is true. But, um. But also it has to start in the place where you're not doing it for something else, but you're doing it just for that. Exactly. And and I kind of came to a point where I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm not doing it because I want to. I think when I first started doing it, I wasn't really sure of what I wanted to do. And now I know like, you know, I want to like eventually work with writers or produce or whatever the hell I'm doing. But it's like creatively stimulating and kind of like I'm not a good. And fun. I, and fun. And like Once it's just a good reason to hang go. out with good people. Mm-hmm. But I'm better writing on my feet than I am sitting down. It's like anything, like reps, 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 reps. Yeah, I'm sure I'm also just lazy, which. But nice. A lazy, nice man. Or is he? (laughs) I think that's the question. So yeah, I mean, again, just to sort of uh, wrap it up on me, like I, I don't, you know, I don't think of myself nice. I don't, I know it's not anything people would ever describe me because I have taken a class of. Sam Christensen, which I think we talked about earlier at some point, where you um, there was a uh, Dan Harmon's favorite uh, teacher for acting and just sort of artist branding, where one of the things would be people would just describe quickly who you are in class, like without even knowing you. And I was never nice. Like I was always like, the closest I came to nice was like somebody once marked wholesome. Hmm. But um, usually I... Everything else, like what did you get? Strong, oh, strong, strong confident, confident. Which I don't know, but like a lot of I feel those. Like that's a whole like misogynistic side of this topic is that like a woman who is confident cannot be considered nice. Actually, that's a very good right. Point, yeah. No, there's definitely a lot of that. So it would be just never like oh, like cute doesn't like. There's like the stronger, the more like forceful, like in, like intense. Oh, but then people will be calm. So <laughs> I don't know, but there was always like the confidence and like the, 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 the force sort of behind it were always the, the more of a description, but nice just never came, came around, which is fine because it's, it's, it's a quality that not everybody carries around with them. And I think you do Trevor and Steven. Yeah. Well-meaning maybe is the closer way to describe it, but as close as I get. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So then should we rate being nice? Yeah. 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 I'll rate what's being nice. Like, 
Okay. So, to me, like, let's see, for myself or for somebody else, it's hard to tell. It's just got to be the As idea a, of oh, the idea being of nice. nice. <laughs> That's interesting yeah. because for I don't like people who are like you know like sometimes women get attracted like cis women get get attracted to men who are like kind of bad boys. We right? should have unpacked yes. that. I never had that. Like I mm. I never was like bad boy. That's why I like him. I fucking it's crazy because you're dating the baddest, oh, the baddest boy, boy I've ever met. I know, but like I like to me it was always like I like a guy who's confident and who's kind to others. And like I don't have a type like physically, but like if you go across the board of all the men that I've been attracted to, they all have like the confidence. And then on top of that, they're like they're like kind to others. So kind of to others, similar to nice, I think. Yeah. I would say they're synonyms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You fucking asshole. Let me yeah, help you. That's what I mean. It's it's yeah. it's not the nice like California nice. Yeah. It's like the nice because you're just fucking nice and polite and pleasing to others. I think you're I think you just get hit on the nose. California nice. There's that's like a working definition I, I you should use from now on. Yeah, but I don't need the California nice. I'm talking about like how important for me and my partner that he's nice to others. Yeah. And I would say it's a fucking ten. Like, listen to me, I'm a dick and I'm generally okay with others. But um, for me, like to me to be attracted to to me, it's a nice is is up there. Like it has, it's one of like the two major things, which is confident and nice and funny. Those are three most important things. Confident, nice, funny. So mm-hmm. if it's just before Milana, mm-hmm. not nice. Milana's Milana's nice, but she's not nice. Okay, now I don't know her as well as you do. Obviously, right. I, I've never gotten that impression from her. Is this something that she's putting out in the world, not or being nice, judging? or do you think? in private no like nice. we our whole thing like i am she'll she'll slit someone's throat if they wrong me for sure <laughs> that's not me like we have complimentary oh no that sounds like a simple dynamic to jay and i yeah and yeah. And, and, and and also like the russian thing is like nice is not a thing but yeah 10 for me what about you steven yeah well megan and i are the same way she's probably one of the nicest people i've ever met in my life and she's very sweet for some reason she loves me so that's nice that's what she says uh right true we can never know what's truly She's in nice, her heart so why would she ever say Actually, otherwise she says it yeah and yeah i love that about her um she makes me want to be a better man you know i pushed back against this topic when we were talking about it because i didn't think that it was podcastable n- well not even that just that I didn't think it fit because I think uh, being nice is good and people uh, feel that way. But from the conversation, you know, we've gotten some nuance out of that. Um, but yeah, I'll put being nice at 10 because I think it's important and it's good. And uh, the nice people that I've met in my life uh, deserve good things to happen to them. And I hope they do. That's, that's a nice answer. Trevor, what's your rating of nice? Uh, it's great. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a 10, even though I think I could probably be better in some areas of my own life. I would rather not be a dick to someone and help someone out. Cause I would hope they do the same to me. Pay it forward. Kevin Spacey. Oh no. <laughs> but I think it has to do with the fact that we like value the niceness, like the kindness, because again, I believe there's people out there who'd be like, the fuck you have to be nice about? Like just sure. say how it is and fucking. Oh, there are people I work with that are very successful that I'm sure. Would so, be like, dude. Yeah, I mean, think about you just mentioned guys like Kevin Spacey or Harvey Weinstein, like not nice men. We're very successful in life, doing very terrible things to people. You bully people, uh, and probably we're not out there preaching the values of niceness. Yeah, I don't think anyone described Harvey as a nice guy. No. Okay. Ha- yeah. Um. Is there anything y'all would like to um, tell the audience to shut up and love about? And Rami, the TV show mm-hmm. on Hulu, it's a popular show. And I think he won, uh, Rami Yusuf won um, the Golden Globe for his acting, which, oh, that's a little strange. I don't think he's that good of an actor. It's a great show. And he's very funny. But um, fuck, fuck you, Hollywood foreign press. But what yeah. I do want to say is that, um, you know, Hulu shows don't get, we spoke about before as much maybe, attention and limelight as um and spotlight as uh netflix or even amazon shows so it's about a religious uh muslim who is also a millennial so he's torn between like living according to his morals and like being like the sort of the selfish millennial that it's just like you know he's playing with that idea in his show and trying to figure out who he is so 
It's freaking great. Season one's online on Hulu, and season two is coming out later this year. Uh, Steven, anything else? Anything uh, you have? Yeah, you know, we're talking about niceness, and so I think it's important to appreciate the very few nice things that the government does for us. Hmm. One of those being funding public libraries. Yeah. Uh, your local public library is a great resource, has a lot of things, offers a lot of stuff. One thing that it might offer is the Hoopla uh, digital uh, streaming platform, H-O-O-P-L-A. Uh, log on there, make an account. It'll check if you have access to it through your local library. It's a streaming service just like any other, but it's free if your library has it. You could watch movies like uh, Kingdom of Dreams and Madness, the documentary about Studio Ghibli, or something like White Chicks you could watch on there. I can watch it from home? Oh, yeah. Yep. You could download the app. I got the app on my phone. I could, Pretty cool. I've, I've been watching White Chicks the whole time we've been doing this podcast. How about that? Uh, so the Hoopla <laughs> digital platform is what I recommend Thank you. Well, I, on the way here, I went to Burgers Never Say Die, which is oh, a great wow. burger place, but that's not what I'm going to talk about. Last night... You can if you want. Nah. Where is that? Here, it's like deep Silver Lake. Okay. Um, good burgers, though. Anyway, I would like to talk about... Uh, last night, I watched American Factory, mm. um, that, uh, that Academy Award-nominated documentary Produced that Obama, Obama's. former president... Shout out. Shout out. Barack Hussein um, Obama. Um it was so good. I, I love documentary. That that documentary is like... So essentially, it's about and, uh, Dayton, Ohio. Like, the GM plant left, so all these people are out of work. And then this Chinese company comes in, and they say, we're going to resur- you know resurrect our town. We're going to start... This is kind of like we're a trial for us. We're going to see if Chinese companies can invest in American workers. And then they kind of... It's essentially like uh, this little Chinese microcosm thing happens, and... And then they go. We go back and forth to China to see the difference between Chinese culture and American culture, and Chinese workers and American workers, and the the future. And it's so well done and scary and very good. Uh, let's get it on the record, Trevor. Is that going to win best documentary? hundred percent, it will. Great, right. Trevor. Is there anything you'd like to plug? This podcast. Thank you. Great. How about Trevor? Why don't you try plugging our improv show? Oh. Uh, every other Thursday at... Well, I wouldn't phrase it that way. Second? <laughs> the second and fourth? Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh. Every other second and fourth Thursday. <laughs> we'll get it later. Uh, at the tiny little black box theater called... Moving Arts. Moving Arts Center. The meters are free. And, uh, it's us and two other teams. And, um, it's a lot of fun. And Steven will push free water and alcohol on you. Yeah. Great. Thank you, Trevor, for coming by. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I should have plugged toupees. And toupees. <laughs> Great. Uh, um, thank you to Elizabeth Salud for our artwork. Thank you, Andrew Hayworth, for music. Thank you, Carlton Gillespie, for video. Thank you, Jay Hunter, for production support. And thank, thank you for, for listening. listening.